our text in Revelation chapter 9. We read, And the fifth angel sounded, and I saw a star fall from heaven unto the earth, and to him was given the key of the bottomless pit. And he opened the bottomless pit, and there arose a smoke out of the pit, as the smoke of a great furnace. And the sun and the air were darkened by reason of the smoke of the pit. And there came out of the smoke locusts upon the earth, and unto them was given power as the scorpions of the earth have power. And it was commanded them that they should not hurt the grass of the earth, neither any green thing, neither any tree, but only those men which have not the seal of God in their foreheads. And to them it was given that they should not kill them, but that they should be tormented five months. And their torment was as the torment of a scorpion when he striketh a man. And in those days shall men seek death and shall not find it, and shall desire to die and death shall flee from them. That's not science fiction, folks. That's a reality that's coming. Let's pray. Father, I can only speak your word and then try to bring it as you have led and guided. But yet, Lord, I realize that in all of this, the final, the final declaration, the final truth, everything comes down to you, Lord. If the Holy Spirit doesn't take it home to the heart, we lose out. If the Spirit of God doesn't convict, there's nothing I can do. So, Lord, I just pray that you'd help me to speak your truth in love, speak it boldly, but yet that the Holy Spirit would be the very one that speaks to each heart today. In Jesus Christ's name, amen. Last week, we started getting into this ninth chapter now on the series on torment. The ninth chapter is actually the uh, basis for this series, but uh, we've gone to different places in this series. But now we're just going to look at this ninth chapter from here on till we get to verse 11. Uh, we'll go through those 11 verses uh, for the rest of this series. Now in the text uh, before us, we need to understand that this is during the tribulation hour that's to come to this earth. That means if you're saved now, if you right now are saved, you're going to miss that tribulation because you've been raptured to be with the Lord. Sometime after the rapture, a peace treaty will be signed with Israel by a world leader. And when that happens, that will mark the beginning of the tribulation. Now, people will get saved in the tribulation who weren't saved in this time. They did not get saved before the rapture, but they don't get raptured as soon as they get saved. They'll have to live through the tribulation, those that did not get saved during this time that we're in right now, before the rapture. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 11 and 12 teaches that those who were heard the way uh, before the rapture and knew they were unsaved but would not get saved, they held the truth in unrighteousness, it says there, 
they had the chance. They won't be able to be saved in the tribulation. Now, what I believe about that, and this is my personal belief, others will disagree, that's fine. What I'm saying is this, I believe that when the Holy Spirit convicts a person, they realize, I'm unsafe, I die, I'm going to go to hell. They know they need to save. They know that Jesus died for their sins. They've been come under, under conviction, and they need to receive it. And they say, no, not now. No, I'm going to put that off. And they over and over, they reject it. The day comes. They either die, or the rapture takes place, and they're left behind. And now there's no more chance for them. So as we look at it from that vantage point, I believe there are people that have heard the gospel and never came under the conviction of the Holy Spirit for whatever reason. Although the Spirit's behind the Word of God and the Spirit is in every Word of God, I believe that sometimes their ears and their mind was closed before they even while it was being stated, and therefore they didn't hear it. And so as a result, they did not get saved. They didn't come under that conviction. Now, as we read further in this, though, uh, last week, and we got started, we saw that an angel falls from heaven. It says a star, and that's an angel. He is given a key to the bottomless pit, and he is commanded to open it by the Lord. And when he does, darkness comes out, and it smoke, uh, the, uh, the smoke darkens the sun and the air. We also pointed out last week about the pit. This is where those who are without Christ, I believe that perhaps demons are there, devils are there, that uh, those who were uh, placed there, those fallen angels that were placed there back in Noah's day, as the Bible pointed out. And, you know, I believe that this is a part of hell. Right now, if a person dies without Christ, they go to this place called hell. Now, that's not the final place. Death and hell one day will be cast into the lake of fire. We're told that the Lamb in Revelation 14 and his angels will torment those that are cast there from that time forward. And so those are things that we see coming ahead. But this hell right now, where people are, they are tormented. I believe that there is the smoke there. I believe that there are things that are there that perhaps are down where the devils are. are. The devils seem to be in a different compartment. They're in a lower compartment of hell. But then you have those that died without Christ. That's called Hades. Then there's a great gulf, which is a good thing, but unsaved people aren't there. There's just a great gulf. Before Jesus resurrected from the dead, there was a place called Abraham's bosom or paradise. When Jesus rose from the dead, he took that with him, according to Ephesians chapter 2. He led captivity captive. And so because of that, it's not there anymore, but I believe that the great gulf is there, for there's no reason to think that it isn't. But, I'm laying that out, and I've laid that out a few times already in this series, because when he opens this bottomless pit, the idea of always following, there's no bottom to it. 
But when he opens it, out come these locusts. Locusts come out and they do things here on the earth that we're going to see here in just a few moments. But as we read there, that they have power as the scorpions have power. But they are of the earth. The locusts, these are locusts, but they're not locusts of the earth. They are locusts of the pit. I believe that these locusts are part of the torment in the pit. I believe that they are part of the torment in hell. When the rich man said, I am tormented in this flame, he wasn't just talking about the fire. He wasn't talking about the brimstone. Other things tormented. Perhaps this is part of it. So these are things to think about in the torments of hell. We go back and we look again at verses 3 through 6. And in verse 3, he says, And there came out smoke, out of the smoke, locusts upon the earth. And to them was given power as the scorpions of the earth have power. Now, you'll notice there, the locusts of the earth. Why would he say that, as the locusts of the earth? Because it's distinguishing them. These are locusts. It doesn't say as locusts. They are locusts. God made them, and he called them locusts. You know, there are different species of locusts. And so it's not unusual there be a different species of locusts. But these locusts are specially made. They are not tormented in hell. Hell is their domain. They are able to thrive in hell. The Lord made them because when he made hell, he made it for the devil and his angels, not for us. But that's where we go if we do not receive Christ as Savior. Those locusts were made to torment them. So, yet the locusts of the earth, they don't have the stinging power of scorpions. Now, when we think about that, the ones on earth today, of course, they don't have that. But they are locusts. Many times those locusts destroy acres and acres of land and of, of crops and things of that nature. But the scorpions of hell have stings. And to be able to describe it, it doesn't say they are scorpions, but their sting would be as a scorpion when he stings a man. The pain they inflict are the pain as real scorpions would inflict. So we read verse 4, and he says, And it was commanded them that they sh uh, should not hurt the grass of the earth, neither any green thing, neither any tree, only those men which have not the seal of God in their forehead. So this tells us they're locusts. A natural thing for a locust would be to, green things, grass, trees. They, they do that, but they're told not to. 
We did a series in here on the book of Nahum. We did it on Sundays, and a lot of times uh, we, uh, as we went through it, we saw that there were locusts that came in, and they did some destruction. The crops and everything, I mean, they just really uh, took it up big time. God called on for repentance, that he could restore the years that the locusts had eaten. But understand, that's what locusts did. So these locusts were commanded because they would have that natural desire for it, not to eat the green things. We also learn about uh, locusts that are on the earth today in Matthew and Mark, that John the Baptist ate locusts. Now, I can't imagine eating them. Maybe some of you have. I can't imagine it. I've, I've seen people have chocolate-covered things like that, you know. I can't imagine eating it. I, I really can't. Uh, just to me, I think, no, no, don't even. If, if you're going to give that to me, tell me it's something else, okay? But, and it may taste all right. But you think, locusts? Eating it? I, I don't know. If I see it on a, on a menu, I hope it's written in French and I can't understand it, okay? <laughs> but uh, they're edible. But these that are released from the pit seem to be quite different. Men will not be trying to take them to eat them. They're not like normal locusts. They're a different kind. It could be because they are commanded that the green things would take them away from what they were sent out of the pit to do. The pit is natural to them. Perhaps that's why the smoke ascends out of the pit. I don't know. But it could very well be that. But understand, whereas the locusts of the earth, they get nourishment from the green things. I believe the locusts of hell get nourishment when they inflict their sting. I don't know how that is. And simply, <laughs> I don't want to experience it either. They are commanded to sting only those men which have not the seal of God in their foreheads. Now, today, we don't have men that have the seal of God in their foreheads. That's something that's going to happen in the tribulation hour. I don't know if other people can see it, but these locusts can. I know people will be getting a mark on their, either their hand or their forehead. People say, well, it has to be one of these invisible things you get with the machine. I'm not so sure of that. My goodness, they put tattoos all over their body and everything else all over their body. Why wouldn't they do that? And being the end thing to do, they may do that. I don't know. We, we try to explain away things that we don't understand. And a lot of times when you see the Bible says just something specifically without putting any words like as or like unto, it may be the real thing. We just can't comprehend it yet. So understand, the Bible's never wrong. 
Men are, but the Bible is never wrong. So, they don't go after people that have this seal on their forehead. Now, earthly locusts are not selective of people. And they don't uh, sting people. Oh, they really can. But, as we said, they can do much destruction to crops. We know we've read of them over in foreign countries that where they come in in a great big flock and they'll destroy entire crops. And so that is something they have to deal with. Obviously, these coming out of the pit are not there to find food to eat. It's evident these creatures do exactly what a good angel has commanded them to do. These locusts were made for the pit and to be part of the torment, and so they're not as uh, the earthly creation that is cursed because locusts, just like us, just like all animals, just like all the earth is cursed. That won't be changed until Jesus does something about it. Okay? But, there's something about these creatures that were made for hell in the pit. They come out of the lake of fire. They are creatures who thrive in hell. And when you think of that, put, look at verses 5 and 6. He says, And to them it was given that they would not kill them, but they should be tormented five months, and their torment was as the torment of a scorpion when he striketh a man. And in those days shall men seek death and shall not find it, and shall desire to die, and death shall flee from them. Now, they go after men without the mark of God in their forehead, without the seal of God in their forehead. How would they know the difference? Well, just think, if they're tormenting in hell before paradise was taken up, they didn't cross the great gulf. There was nothing desirable about that. Now, we're told the earthly locusts, they like to eat crops. But if you put a bunch of plastic crops, things that look like crops, but they're just plastic, they're not going to devour them. When they looked across that great gulf, these locusts are made of God. They know, no, don't touch those. That's special to God. There's nothing desirable for what they need. But they're also told not to kill these men. Evidently, there is a power in their sting that could kill mortal men. So they have to limit what they do. Even if they get nourishment from it, they have to limit what they do. Because they've been commanded by God and they were made for that pit. Now, having said all of that, there's just a couple of things I want to think about here. Ask yourself as a Christian, do I believe that the Word of God is the preserved Word of God, verbally inspired, word for word, and preserved for us today? And we see it as it was passed down to us first in uh, the Masoretic text of Hebrew of the Old Testament, then the Texas Receptus of the New Testament to 
but from which the King James, look, the King James English is not inspired. What is inspired is the fact that it went word for word from the right text, okay? It has never been about which translation. It's always been about the text. That's the issue. And only the King James does that. And it's word for word preserved for us. Now, if we believe that, then believe this, what it says about torment. And if we believe what it says about torment, then we ought to have a passion in our heart for the souls of men. If we believe what the Bible says about hell, then we need to seek to bring souls to a Savior because we don't know how much longer before the rapture it is. It could be at any moment. This is written that we may see and know now by faith. You and I can know it by faith right now that this is true and this is what's going to happen. But those that enter into the tribulation, what are they going to see? Smoke comes out. These locusts come. They sting men. What are they going to do? What are they seeing? What's a bit, what is there to their sight? What is made clear to their sight now? What can they see? They can see one of the tortures of hell that awaits. That's what makes verse 20 so amazing to me, where it says, And the rest of the men which were not killed by these plagues yet repented not of the works of their hands, that they should not worship devils, idols of gold and silver and brass and stone and wood, which can neither see nor hear nor walk. Neither repented they of their murders, nor of their sorceries, nor of their fornications. And on you go. They can see it is a real thing. God has offered salvation to them. And they will not repent. They will not receive it. Yes, that is hard to understand. What do we do about that? All we can do is witness. You see... Witness the best way you know how. Give the gospel as clearly as you can. If they receive it, praise God. If they don't, it's not on you, it's on them. Every one of us shall give an account of himself before God. And so understand, when we look at something like this, we see what is happening here. The unsaved, this is what awaits them. Now look, people do not understand the doctrine of the holiness of God. They really don't. If they did, they'd see it is just and right torment and eternal punishment. This should show all of us the heart of God as well. Because he's given them a chance. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. He didn't owe it to any of us to provide salvation. But his love moved him. 
but you must receive it. Can you imagine a couple? This guy wants to marry this girl. This girl, not too excited about it, but her daddy says, you're going to marry him regardless. Okay, well, I'll marry you. I don't like it. It's going to be bad for me. Daddy says, no, it won't be bad for you, honey. He's rich. You know, he'll be taking care of you instead of me. But no, that's not what happens. He says, oh, I made a mistake. I should have never married the guy. She said, I do, but she didn't mean it. A lot of you said a prayer, but you didn't really mean it. There's no commitment to Christ. Look, asking Jesus into your heart to save you is not magic words. It is entering a relationship with Jesus Christ. It's entering that relationship with God that is just as important, even more important than the word a person gives in their marriage vow. It's that important. But it's through John 3.16 that we see the reality of his love, taking that which we deserved. These locusts can tell men who have the seal of God. As I said, having been in paradise, they've seen that. Wouldn't want to have any man that has the seal of God in their forehead, just like they would go after those men in paradise. But these men on earth are different. Each unsaved person who dies without Christ, when I look at it, I see this, and they're told not to kill them. It tells me something. You see, when you die, your spirit leaves this old corrupted body. That's a great thing. An unsaved man, when he dies, their spirit leaves their old corrupted body. But the thing is this, the body that I receive is likened unto Christ. Now, right now, those that have died in Christ are going to have a spiritual body. Until the day they're clothed with that glorified body. But it's a spiritual body that can enjoy fellowship with God. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 says, at the rapture, we shall be changed in a moment. In the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall all be changed. If you're saved, you'll be changed. That's the promise of God. And God doesn't lie. But, the person in hell, he has a body too. It's not the body he lived in. And that body's going to be able to feel everything this body can, but there's one difference. It can't disintegrate. It can't be burnt to ashes. It cannot pass away. So if these scorpions have to be commanded, say, look, afflict them, but don't kill them. I believe that the torture in hell is going to be different for different people. I believe that torture in hell be worse for some than it is for others. All of it is bad. 
In heaven there are degrees of reward. Some are saved so as by fire. Some will hear, well done, good and faithful servant. Some will hear, take from him that hath the one and give to him that hath the ten. And the one that hath the, the ten will hear, hey, here's another. All the great rewards of heaven, but there's also degrees of punishment in hell. The white throne judgment is not determined whether they go to heaven or to hell. Those that appear there that are without Christ, they're going to hell. They're going to be cast into the lake of fire. But why do they go to a judgment? Then that's what's going to happen because the books are open. They're read and they find out the deeds of this life, the things they did. I don't care who you are. I, I, I've worked security in, in the stores before. Look through those two-way mirrors and be upstairs looking down. I'd see children that little, looking to be about six years old, if that. Put that candy under their shirt. I watched, I saw it clearly. And, and it's funny too, because I can see workers working there in the aisles, they never saw it. I'd have to report it. Hey, get that kid there before he gets out the door. He's got this under his shirt. He's got whatever under his shirt. In heaven, it's all going to be known, but not just that, the thoughts of your heart, that great white throne, the deeds, everything. They're not going to hide anything. It's going to be worse for some than it is for others. You say, you believe that? You really believe that, preacher? Oh, yeah. Luke chapter 12, verses 47 and 48 said it this way. And that servant which knew his Lord's will and prepared not himself, neither did according to his will shall be beaten with many stripes. But that servant which knew not and did commit things worthy of stripes, shall be beaten with few stripes. For unto whomsoever much is given, of him shall much be required. And to whom men have committed much, of him they will ask the more. I am come to send fire on the earth. And what will I if it be already kindled? What I'm saying is, is hell is worse for some than it is for others. Those that knew the way of salvation were under conviction and still rejected it, I believe it'll be worse for them. than for that guy that may be in some foreign country that they eat people, they do things they've never heard. Although they would know, just like that little boy would know it's wrong to steal or he wouldn't be trying to hide it. They still know it's wrong. There's something that says, this is wrong. Now look, he said they'd be worthy of many stripes. We saw in verses 20 and 21 that I just looked at a few moments ago, of those that repented not even though they saw what was going on. Just like people today that know they need to be saved and won't be. Just like Christians today that won't witness, but I mean, I'm talking about the unsaved right now. It does not say, as it were, stripes. There, Luke. Devils are tormented there. 
They don't torment. They are tormented. The Lamb and the holy angels. Revelation chapter 14. Do the tormenting. Will stripes also be a part that will be administered there as it was unto Christ stripes by which we are healed. Rejecting that seal of God that is the salvation of the soul. That offer that's so free that we must receive. We've got to understand that it's by his stripes that we were healed. 1 Peter 2, 24. Who his own self bear our sins. <laughs> My sins. If I had been the only person to have sinned in this world, he would have still died for me, but I would have still deserved some of these things that we've been describing. Who bear our sins in his own body on the tree, that we being dead unto sin should live unto righteousness, by whose stripes we are healed. He took my stripes. Jesus said, those without Christ, will have more stripes. When Christ already took the stripes for them, had they just received them. Are you 100% sure if you die today that heaven's your home? You die without Christ. You die without him. When you had this opportunity, but he suffered the outpoured wrath of almightiness upon his human spirit for us, and we reject it? A holy God and all holy God is just. But he wants to save you. Die without him. No more hope. And you and I that know that, to not tell others, how hard are we? How hard that I would be more concerned about people thinking, that guy's a fanatic. That lady, she's crazy. She's going to start talking to you about God. There'll be nobody in hell that will think that you were a fanatic or crazy at that time. And in heaven that will be celebrated. For they that turn many to righteousness shall shine as the stars forever. Are you 100% sure if you died today that heaven's your home? Because no matter what your sin, no matter how deep in sin you've gone, no matter how much it has had a hold of you, no matter the kind of sin, he can save you and he will because greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. Where sin abounded, Romans 5, 20, Grace, that is the grace, the saving grace of God. Grace did much more abound. He will save you if you'll come to him. Oh, my friend, won't you come to him today? Let's bow our heads.